Welcome back to another episode of CRP Classroom. If you ever listened to one of my previous podcasts regarding civil procedure, or if you ever read any articles that I wrote about how you're going to study for civil procedure, you don't look at civil procedure by isolating all the chapters. You must look at it as if it's the whole storytelling that is going on, starting from how you're going to claim up until appeal and stay of execution. If you look at the first few chapters of your civil procedure subject, it is all about your preliminary matters. And I group all that chapters as in one big block as of preliminary matters. Now, giving you an example, assuming Alex is the plaintiff suing Mr. Lee as the defendant. To initiate a civil action, you must have a complete cause of action. So Alex must show he has a complete cause of action, case Lim Kian and Chu Kun. There is a plaintiff, there is a defendant, and all the facts are there to be proved. The defendant, Mr. Lee, will want to raise the defense of limitation, if there is any. That's the chapter of your limitation. Limitation will always be raised by the defendant as a defense, and he must specifically plead it as per the case of Tasja Golden Approach. The plaintiff wouldn't want to raise any limitation because he will want to sue someone. It is always the defendant that raised the defense of limitation. Alex, as the plaintiff, must then initiate the action at the right court. That's the chapter of where should it start and how should it start. So you must initiate whether it's a magistrate, session court or high court depending on your subject matter jurisdiction and territory jurisdiction. Then Alex as the plaintiff must decide to commence whether by writ or originating summon. If there is facts debatable, then go by writ. If it's a clear-cut case, then go by originating summon. Now since Alex, plaintiff, is suing an individual which is Mr. Lee, then the party will be named after Mr. Lee. That will be the chapter on parties. Who should you sue? If you're going to sue a company, if you're going to sue a trade union, who should be the one that you write that name on the writ or originating summon? Then Alex, as the plaintiff, has to serve the writ to Mr. Lee by personal service or AR registered po as per the case of Goteng Wu. Because now you are suing Mr. Lee as an individual, you must serve by personal service, meaning you must go to the house of Mr. Lee, ring the doorbell, ask him to come out, and he's going to sign that writ. If you know he's in the house, you cannot just drop that writ in his letterbox. That is not personal service. That will be substituted service. So it, if it's going to be a personal service, you must ring the doorbell, you must ask him to come out, you must meet him personally, he must sign something that says he got that writ, and you must give that writ until, you know, to him personally. After the writ is served, Mr. Lee must then make an appearance pursuant to Order 12 of your Rules of Court. So what is appearance? Appearance is basically telling the court, hello, I'm coming here, I want to defend myself. You've been served with a writ. Now, you have certain times you must respond, you must enter an appearance. When we say appearance, it doesn't mean that you must show yourself in front of the judge or someone else. Basically, you must fill up certain forms, send it to the court. It's basically telling the court that, hello, I want to defend myself. If you don't enter appearance, of course, then we may talk about Jida, Jit, and so on. So if Mr. Lee, the defendant, doesn't enter appearance within the time limit, then the plaintiff, Alex, using the example I gave you, he can apply for judgment in default of appearance, Jida, 
as per Order 13 Rules of Court. Because he has been served with a writ. He didn't come to the court, you know, send a document to the court to tell the court, say, hello, I want to defend myself. Then the plaintiff may enter a judgment in default appearance or known as JIDA. Mr. Lee, on the other hand, he may apply to set aside that JIDA by stating the reasons why he want. How can a defendant enter appearance? Number two, JIDA pursuant to Order 13. Number three, set aside of JIDA. So, the defendant on this case, Mr. Lee, will want to enter an appearance pursuant to Order 12 because that action has begun by writ. Then, Alex, as the plaintiff, may enter a JIDA, a judgment in default appearance against Mr. Lee, if he doesn't enter appearance within the allocated time. So, you must know what can and cannot be entered. Look at your Order 13, Rule 1 to Rule 5. You must also know about the procedure of entering JIDA and what type of judgment would you get. Is it a final judgment, Order 13, Rule 1 and Rule 4? Or is it an interlocutory judgment, Order 13, Rule 2 and Rule 3, where it needs someone to assess the damages. Once the damages has been assessed, then you come into a final judgment. Let's use an example timeline to illustrate this scenario. Assuming a read is served together with a statement of claim on the 1st of January. The due date for appearance by the defendant, basically saying to the court, hello, I want to defend myself, it's on the 14th of January, within 14 days, pursuant to Order 12, Rule 4. And if he doesn't enter appearance, the defendant doesn't enter appearance within that date, due date 14th of January, then any time after that, the plaintiff may enter a JIDA against the defendant if the claim comes within order 13 rule 1 to rule 5. What if it is a claim that you cannot enter JIDA again? Now using the same example, assuming a read and statement of claim is served on the defendant on 1st of January, the due date for appearance is 14th of January. But because this is a claim where you cannot enter JIDA against him, what you're going to do is just the plaintiff, you can just wait and do nothing. He will wait for another 14 days up until the next 14 days, totaling 28 days, which is 28th of January. If on the 28th of January, Mr. Lee or the defendant didn't enter a defense pursuant to Order 18 Rule 2 and should defendant fail to enter defendants by this date, then the plaintiff, Alex, using the example I give you, may enter judgment in default of defense. J-I-D-D against the defendant. Now, if the defendant entered defense within the allocated time, things like that, then there's no issue about JIDA or JIT. That case will proceed on to go on a full trial. So hopefully using this sort of example illustration, a short timeline like this, will give you an idea how does the appearance work. It's basically telling the court, I want to defend myself. Hopefully now you have an idea how does each chapter relates to each other from the first chapter about cause of action up until the chapter about appearance. And I'll see you in the next episode.